0: Welcome to the PEO Podcast, where we interview industry leaders to discuss all things PEOs. From compliance to technology to client relations and everything in between, I'm your host, Andreas Debtola. There's a ton of time, money,
1: wasted energy spent in that early on scheduling, as well as to find out, I looked at this resume, I brought this person in in person, or I vetted my on phone screen to find out this is just not a good fit. Where our solution comes into play is we sort of help with that early on pre-screening. We help you understand a little bit more about who that candidate is on your own time, because that's the key of asynchronous. Candidate can you know record the questions and the answers to the questions come from their own home. So it allows you to basically have a better understanding of who people are kind of in the early stages of hiring.
0: Welcome to another episode of the PEO Podcast. Today, I will be speaking to Matt Baxter, We'll be talking about attracting and retaining the best talent and how technology can help in the recruiting process. Hey, Matt, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Well, let's maybe start with, with your background here, Matt, and walk us through your career journey and how it led to you founding your current company, Wedge.
1: Probably the most untraditional path leading into HR. I grew up in <clears throat> Ann Arbor, Michigan, started my first business when I was uh, 15. By that, I mean, I was a chubby neighbor kid that push mowed a few lawns, uh, mowed some neighbor's lawns, did a little bit of landscaping. Business kept growing. By the time I was a senior in high school, I hired my first full-time employee, which was a fun experience. I went to a college that was about three hours away from where I grew up. So hired an employee to kind of help take care of things during the spring and fall when I was gone fast forward a little bit. uh, Business grew to the point where I had about seven employees. I'd probably hired 25 people through the years. It was a fun fun business. And I got approached by a local landscaping or a little bit of a property management conglomerate. And they said, hey, if you ever want to sell your accounts, let us know. It's one of those, well, let me buy you a beer and let's talk about it. And I had a chance to sell the business at a pretty Mm -hmm. young age, which was cool. I definitely learned a lot more don'ts than do's. but And it definitely wasn't a big tech exit, but it was a fun, fun process. And so I share that because that was kind of the initial thought process behind my experience hiring because with landscaping and lawn care, I didn't really care if somebody knew how to mow a lawn. I cared, can you shake my hand? Can you have a conversation? If you do those things, I could teach you the rest. And at the time I was a junior in college and I have all these friends who are applying for jobs and they say, I only have so much to show on my resume. I've got a bad GPA or I've got it, whatever. And but yet I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to sink my teeth into stuff. And it didn't feel like there was a lot of that in the hiring process. So the sort of adolescent idea, long-winded way of saying the adolescent idea for Wedge was, can we create a process that allowed companies to have better insights into who candidates were? And on the flip side, allow candidates to have you know, an opportunity to share their story above and beyond resumes and cover letters. So fast forward to today, that sort of has evolved to be a video interviewing platform, which I know we'll get into a little bit, but it's been, a, been an absolute ride. So to go from mowing lawns to HR tech is not necessarily a natural transition, but it's been a, been a blast.
0: And it's very clear uh, that you have this entrepreneurial spirit, right, and passion. Um, So 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 tell us a little bit more about, I mean, typically what makes somebody successful, right, is having the right attitude, right? But then also great entrepreneurs see a certain market opportunity. What what did you see in the market when you started batch?
1: Well, I think <clears throat> as far as interviewing somebody successful, I think I should be asking you that question rather than the other way around. But I, you know, one thing that I think I did right with the original idea for Wedge was I mowing. I had probably seventy different accounts, and a lot of them were business owners. And so after I had a chance to sell a lot of people I knew pretty closely, and I just said, called them up, and I said, "Walk me through your hiring process." Not, "Hey, I have this idea. Tell me it's a good idea." But it was more just like, "Talk me through this." And everybody said the same thing, like, resumes suck, hiring's hard, mm-hmm. this process is really broken. And then I'm hearing the same thing, but in a different world on the candidate side. I don't have the opportunity to share more about who I am, all these different things. And so I tried a little bit to the best of my ability. was not to say, hey, I have this idea. Now talk me through why it's a good idea or seeking validation. But it was more, is there actually a problem here? I think there is, but let's validate it in the market. And so I, you know, I think, I think good entrepreneurs, if you will, I think, number one, recognize what they're good at. So about the only thing that I've done right is I recognize I'm very much the visionary founder. I'm not Mm -hmm. an operator, right? And so we just brought on a company president to help sort of, you know, operate the business where I'm much more, let's go raise capital. Let's go paint the picture. Let's go build partnerships. So I I, I think kind of recognizing what you're really, really good at. Are you an operator? Are you a visionary? And and sometimes, you know, it takes a long time to learn those things. But figuring out some of those, I, I think, are really, really important.
0: That's great. Uh, that's what I've seen with, with the best entrepreneurs, right? It's really building the team uh, around them that can really complement your, your skill set. Um, are you
1: a, are you a, are you a visionary or are you an operator? Which one do you default towards?
0: It's it's a good question. So I think what I truly enjoy um is, is kind of like the mix of strategy, but then also jumping into the nitty-gritty details, right? So yeah. Um, I probably don't fit into that. Like, you know, it's, it's either or. Um, you know, with, with my team, I love to do both, right? Yeah. Think about like, hey, where do you want to be in five years? But then also if, if there's, you know, certain problems, you really have to dive deep, right? And, let's and roll up the stuff.
1: sleeves and let's get in there sort of thing. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love that. Absolutely.
0: I love that. Um, so t- tell us more about the solution uh, that you built and also for our audience specifically, you know, how can the tool be used uh, in the PO uh, environment, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So knowing this is a PEO audience, you know, speaking, we, we specifically help with HR and talent acquisition. We obviously work with recruiters as well too, but our solution in particular is an asynchronous video screening tool. Asynchronous, is this is a very unsexy term for one-way or on-demand. So the whole idea is that a company would set up, here's a series of questions candidates respond to on video. Where that actually practically helps you in your business is that a lot of times companies are using, you know, we're going to post jobs, applications, we're going to get a bunch of resumes, we're going to vet those resumes, then schedule a bunch of phone screens, and then take those, then move them into the next stage of the hiring process. There's a ton of time, money, wasted energy spent in that early on scheduling, as well as to find out, I looked at this resume, I brought this person in in person, or I vetted them on the phone screen to find out this is just not a good fit. Where our solution comes into play is we sort of help with that early on pre-screening. We help you understand a little bit more about who that candidate is on your own time. Cause that's the key of asynchronous candidate can, you know, record the questions and the answers to the questions come of their own home. So it allows you to basically have a better understanding of who people are kind of in the early stages of hiring. So at the end of the day, it's an HR, you know, HR tech product. It's a SaaS you know, software solution that we provide HR and, and uh, town acquisition departments.
0: And, and, um, if you look in your solution does it work better in certain industries than others or let's say is it more for entry positions versus senior leadership um where, where, where do you see success
1: yeah it's a great question <clears throat> we don't really see a whole lot of like industry specific now i'll get to that in a second the, the the big thing we don't do is we don't really touch uh executive level roles. Mm-hmm. So because executive level roles are such high touch point, you're still flying people in there's still a ton of value to that. You know, that that's just not really what we play in, but um you know with covid we saw a huge surge with healthcare, grocery stores, supply chain logistics, manufacturing. Um certainly it works with like retail and hospitality which yeah, at times during covid took a hit, but still um sees a lot of value in. So you know, any circumstance where you have a customer facing role, we certainly see a lot of value in. Um, but oddly enough, we've had some success with like trucking companies and we've had some success with like, uh, you know, a lot of hospitality, retail, manufacturing type roles. So, yeah, it's it's been interesting. The, the, the biggest thing is just not really executive type roles, but more sort of mid-market, down market for sure.
0: And the solution doesn't typically... Uh Is it typically embedded into a a big platform for hiring or does it stand alone or is it uh, available in various formats?
1: Yeah, so we, uh, uh, coming from landscaping and lawn care, I had no idea what an applicant tracking system was. I had no Mm -hmm. idea what an HRIS solution was. So three, four, five years ago, uh, we started to discover what those were and it was instantly kind of ding, ding, ding. We can now integrate our solution into those so that, you already have a platform. Let's just be a tack-on solution to be a part of that. Now, with that being said, we certainly have plenty of customers that use it as a standalone, which mm-hmm. has been great too. So it really depends on kind of the needs of the HR department. Trust me, I get it. The last thing you want to do is log into 37,000 different things. So we that's why we certainly offer the uh, the integrated solution. But if it's a standalone that you want, we can certainly do that as
0: well too. Back in the days, if you want to go international, you're a big corporation, right? That has changed, right? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, uh, have you seen are people using the tool internationally as well are you trying to go that route or is the focus really here uh, in the united states
1: so there's definitely uh it depends on how broad vision you want the entrepreneur to be and i'm not saying that's good or bad but my my you know my heart of hearts said let's of course let's go international i think there's certainly a big market in front of us in the us and domestically um but we i mean one of the coolest things ever is seeing where candidates in the world are recording from. So be it a company asking a candidate to relocate and move, which has been a blast. So we certainly have some international customers, which has been awesome. Obviously, the, the focus from a marketing effort, ad spend, growth, sales perspective has been domestically just because there's a big opportunity. But you know, growing internationally, for sure, we'd love to do that.
0: So, so, so Matt, you're obviously talking to a lot of partners, clients, experts in the industry. Let's talk a little bit more about talent acquisition in general, right? And, and uh, what have you seen, um, what are the big trends today um, and, and what are HR departments doing right that are successful in these somewhat difficult uh, environments?
1: So it's impossible to uh, have that question be addressed without talking about everybody struggling to find candidates, right? So everybody's trying to solve that. So, I mean, you and I have offline, we've talked about what are the opportunities to get candidates to apply, right? What can you do creatively? What can you do from a marketing perspective? So, I mean, I I certainly think one of the trends, unfortunately, is people are struggling to find candidates. Um, How that pans out in the next, you know, six months, two years, five years, 10 years, we'll see. But I certainly think the companies that are leveraging sort of their brand and marketing are still doing really well. I mean, so, our solution in particular typically works with companies that have an inflow of candidates, right? And so the companies that are using our product are companies that we don't really struggle to find candidates or we're helping them in other ways. And so, you know, I think finding ways to market who you are as a company, I think is really important. You know, so one thing we've talked about is like leveraging video in your job descriptions, right? Think about how anti-exciting or uh, anti-important a written job description is. There's nothing inspiring about that, right? Obviously it's tactical, but like why is there not an opportunity for, for Andreas, for you, for me to pitch our companies, right? To say, hey, here's a little bit about us. Number one, to humble ourselves as leaders to show candidates we're willing to invest our time into this. I certainly see that as an awesome opportunity. I definitely think social platforms, I I hate to say it, but like if you are spending a lot of time posting content, that's not just, hey, come work for our job. We have we pay a little bit more, but like post inspiring content. Think about what you actually want to look at. And I think that's ultimately what a lot of candidates are doing. So I think. You know, from our perspective, the companies that are leveraging sort of their marketing efforts and leveraging video in general, and I'm not just talking about our solution, but like video in the sense of how can we sort of position ourselves that people know us? I, th- I think
0: that that works really, really well. And 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 the last year and a half, two years while it was a pandemic, obviously have, have shifted a lot, right? 100%. Yeah. What, what are kind of the, the key lessons that that you took away from, from that time? <clears throat>
1: well, number one, uh, Crazy to be a company that started to grow in the middle of a pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we started, I started this six years ago, right? And so we kind of muddled along, muddled along, muddled on, started to get a little success, then bam, pandemic hit. And the people who were saying video is the way of the future came back to us and said, We need this today, we need this yesterday. So it was interesting to sort of see that initial growth in the middle of what COVID was. And so I certainly, you know, that's been one that's been really, really interesting. But I think also using that to say there are so many companies out there. And, and it's as we start to get out of it a little bit, there's so many companies out there that are like, we have no idea what to do. And so that's where we've come along and said, like, look, let's not just be a technology solution, but let's talk through. Here's introductions to applicant tracking systems we like, PEOs we like, solution providers we like. And I think that's been coming. I I, I think that's been one way we've had companies outside of just being a video solution that obviously people want, but people trusting us a lot more. I I think that's been really important.
0: Thanks. Thanks for the input. We we now like, you know, reading all all, all the articles, but everybody's talking about the great resignation here in the United States, right? Uh, What are you seeing in the market when it comes to this phenomenon?
1: You know, I think one of the trends that we followed, you know, obviously all you have to do is uh, buy stocks and then you can retire forever, right? (laughs) Market never stops going down. But, you know, I think one of the things that we're seeing a lot is there's a lot of um what were dual income families that have decided look we can come back we can cut back on some of our spending and mm-hmm. you know we don't need that super nice house we can downsize a little bit and be happy off of one income which is great like to to look at families like that and say you need to come back to work why like i, I so i think number one adjusting i also think sort of thinking about what does your job provide to that family right and is there things that are outside of just come work 9 to 5 or come work remote what sort of are you fueling for that family? So let's say there's that dual income family and somebody says, I'm not going to go back to work, but they may want to do a little bit of work. Is there part-time opportunities? Is there consulting opportunities? Mm-hmm. Is there different things that you can be creative of versus I need this job filled and I need this job filled today? I think that's one, you know, certainly a big thing. Um, obviously, we've talked about my podcast. I had uh, Steve Cadigan on as a guest. He's the, uh, He was the first uh, chief human resource officer for LinkedIn. And one of the things he talked about on on the podcast was like the duration of time that employees stick with a particular company has drastically decreased. And everybody talks about how bad churn and and uh, you know when retention is 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 low, how bad that is. And yet there's a lot of studies that talk about companies are more profitable than ever. So is it really that bad? And so I think one of the big things that organizations could do better is thinking about, what can you do to fuel your your company so that when people are there, they're actually thrilled when they, when they leave to go on to the next thing, right? And you can help them do that. Rather than be pissed that they leave, you can say, I want your experience to be here to be so good that it helped fuel your next thing so that when people come and look at our organization, we are a place that you want to work, even if it's for a year or two years. I'll, I'll give you a prime example. So we've got a um, Absolutely brilliant guy. Built his first mobile app at a, at a young age, and just super success. And one of the conversations I had with him is, "Look, you're going to be here two years tops, but use this as an opportunity to learn from all of my mistakes. Come here, learn, and then, and then, I want to be your first capital when you grow the business." But like that was a way that he looked at it. And he's like, "I'm in," right? And so, obviously, we're a startup, so it's a little bit different. But I certainly think that there's a lot more that employers can do in such a short-term mentality. I just need somebody today versus. How can I make your life better while you're here, so that when you do leave, you love your your experience here? And I I, I just think that there's, I think there's a lot to that. So
0: and it's it's building a network then really, right? One hundred percent building almost like an alumni, right? It's, uh, it's it's exactly. right. Other, yeah, yeah. I you know you see that with, with the top strategy consulting companies, right? They, they 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 do that well, right? Where it's important not everybody can become the partner or wants to become the partner, right? But, right. Uh, how can you uh make sure that you know the people on the way who might wanna look at uh, another co- career opportunity have a great relationship service with firm. um
1: how, how how have you how have you sort of navigated the waters? obviously i mean you guys are in the space too how have you got about look people are leaving the workforce it's you know it's hard to find talent, but knowing that like you guys are growing as well too how walk me through that on your side
0: the most important thing for for us is how do you attract and retain the best talent, right? I think it's, it's a combination of different things. One, it's not always a culture, right? Uh, yes. and, and we we look at that. We, we're trying to make that really tangible. So we, we send out a survey with like 64 questions every six months, always the same questions. We can kind of benchmark ourselves, right? And... Uh, Transparency is super important for us, and so not not everything is perfect, right? But if you look at things like mistakes that we're making or whatnot, and, and you are honest about it and say, like, hey, how can we now turn that around, right? If you're not, yep. you know, the top five percent of the industry yet, how can we get there? And that that is typically very, very motivating for the right people. I think creating growth opportunities, right, for for employers. so promoting from within, and and just with the growth of the company, obviously, opportunities come along. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, is, is also knowing who will be a good fit and who won't. We are not the right fit for every employee, right? So We are a, a fit for somebody who likes our core values, right? So we, we, we're testing on that, right? Who is a self-starter to a certain degree, right? Who who wants to see opportunities and whatnot, right? So also selecting people out right and be very selective uh, on who we're taking in that's sometimes difficult right if you really need to fill, fill a certain role you know, your instinct tells you like hey let's uh, let's make that happen and just being a little bit more patient that typically uh, pegs off
1: it's it's such it's such a good point I mean just because you have an open role and just because somebody's looking for that role does not mean it's a good fit for so many reasons and and, and i I get why there's so many circumstances where it's like I just need to hire somebody, need to hire somebody, need to hire somebody. And I I get that, but like think about the implications of that. Just I mean, like if, if you have somebody that doesn't last, think about how expensive it was, how much energy you put in, and and for for think about the candidate too. I mean, I know, I know we think selfishly a lot of times, but like think about the candidate you're putting through as well. And so I, I love that. Be, being a little bit more patient, even if, even if you really need them, being a little bit more patient, I think is huge. Well,
0: one thing that I noted down here is, uh, you know, that I will take away from our discussion here to send out these videos to potential employees, right? So yeah. we actually uh, created a, a video a while back that talks about our culture, right, and the core values. So using that as, as an asset, I think it's, it's, it's pretty smart.
1: We're asking sort of candidates to respond to bite-sized minute-long, two-minute long responses to questions. And having a candidate see, Andreas, if you're using our tool, you do it right. And and having that sort of intimate, like even if it's a one-way recording, you're looking at you saying, Hi, welcome to you know, Thrive. We're super excited to have you. Having a candidate see that, they're like, Oh, wait a minute. If if he's willing to do it, I'm I'm willing to do it. And there's just like that. All of a sudden, this is this is like a much more kind of intimate, and, and, and not in a weird way, but just like this, this is a really cool experience. And that's what we're encouraging companies to do outside of just our platform. But like, make this seem very real. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a, I, there's a lot of cool marketing videos out there. It doesn't have to be deep production. It's okay if it's just you recording your offer like, hey, this is me. I mean, so... I could go on a lot of tangents about that, but.
0: <laughs> so, 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 so man, I'm always trying like one of the, the, the most valuable thing for a lot of the listeners, like some concrete takeaways, right? So maybe, maybe ask you that, you, you're working with so many companies that are recruiting, that are hiring. What are some creative ways that you have seen that like people are reaching out to talent, uh, get, getting, you know, Essentially, it's a funnel, right? Like how do you right. get more, more applicants, more good good applicants into the funnel? Um, any nuggets here, anything that comes to to, to mind that like our, our audience might uh, get some inspiration out?
1: yeah, I, I, will we'll try to be inspiration. I don't know if I have much to offer, but I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think certainly like there's there's an element of casting the funnel, right? So there's there's media spend that you can be putting effort into. there's job boards you can be putting effort to. There's socials you can be putting effort to. I certainly think playing those games, but I also think like, if you are a, if you are an organ, a little bit depends on how big you are, but like, think about the vision of the leader being involved in the marketing efforts to attract talent. So like our business is small enough that I'm personally the one reaching out to a lot of people to say, we would love for you to apply that. Like we talk about how important people are. If I can't do that, who's going to, and it's mm-hmm. not going to be like, that's huge. And and even like you think about as big as like Elon Musk, so many people want to work for Tesla because of him. I mean, and 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 it doesn't matter how big, and I'm not comparing myself to him at all, but I mean, you just look at you look at how important it is to leverage marketing, but also like the 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 CEO, the 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 C-suite team out there willing to say talent is the most important part of our hiring process, and we are willing to invest our own time to find it. I think I think is I think is really really important. And I think the recruiting industry is fascinating. I think there's so many good people in it, but I think there's so much value in like a heart to heart with like a C-suite person saying this 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 role is important enough to us, I'm gonna invest time in it. So I think, I mean, if you're really that desperate for talent, I think that's a pretty good way to attract people, in my opinion.
0: Matt, Matt you you mentioned earlier that you have your own podcast. Tell us more about that and specifically like what inspired you to, to start it.
1: Yeah, well, other than the least original name of all time being the Matt Baxter show, it's uh, <laughs> So, it's evolved to be about purpose, passion, calling. It started about like sort of candidate and, and, and job seeker sort of advice, right? Because I think there's so much talk about like, how do you hire better? How do you recruit better? But like, how many people are saying, hey, this is how you go out and get a job better? And so it, it started as that. And then I realized there was kind of a broader opportunity to say, I think so much that people want to listen to is like, Andreas, so you have an amazing story. I want to hear your story. What, what got you started? How did you get to where you were? And so that's where it kind of evolved to be about purpose, passion, calling. And the idea is like, I want to cover such a wide range of topics that anybody can listen to it and say, if that guy or that girl can do it, I can do it too. So we've had everything from Fortune 500 CEOs to teachers, to nurses, to executives. And to me, it's 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 definitely a passion project, but like, I mean, and I know you could, it's single-handedly been like one of the best business decisions I could ever make. I've had investors on the show that I didn't know that like afterwards are like, let's talk about your business. And mm. it's, it's, but to me, it's just really fulfilling work. The investment, the business aside, like getting to know you here your story, and obviously you're doing this yourself. Like, I love it. It's like, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a very fun thing. And I hope aside from wedge, it's something I continue to do for the rest of my life. As well, long man, as people want to keep listening to me, I don't think they do, but we'll see. so
0: <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thank you so much uh, for taking the time today uh, and being on the show, telling your story. It's very much appreciated.
1: You got it.
0: Thanks for having me. This podcast is sponsored by ThrivePass, a trusted PO partner for employee benefits from pre-tax accounts to COBA administration. ThrivePass empowers employees to thrive through exceptional service and innovative technology. More at thrivepass.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and visit us at po-podcast.com to learn more. I'm Andreas Deptholler, and this is the PO Podcast. We'll see you next time.